0: Hello, everyone. This is Loralee Rourke from It's Not About Food podcast. And today we're going to talk about the body love card, The Spiral. And in the front of the card, the goddess is sort of standing in the middle of the spiral or almost to the middle of the spiral, and the little deer, dog of the power animal is sort of walking around the spiral. So what it says on the card is the recovery process is not linear but rather like a spiral. As we begin our journey of recovery around the spiral, we will meet many layers of life experiences that trigger disordered eating and body hatred behaviors. Even though we are once again doing these behaviors, we are not on the same starting point in the spiral. As we take each experience and use it as a building block in our healing, We move ourselves along the spiral. When we are consciously working on our recovery, every experience teaches us, giving us more strength and wisdom. Eventually, we develop more effective coping tools to deal with these life experiences, and the disordered eating and body hatred behaviors are no longer necessary. So how I think about this Spiral image is that we work along and we do pretty good, and we get the idea of eating when we're hungry and accepting our body and listening to our feelings, and then we hit a stressor and we maybe go back to old behaviors. But we learned how to get ourselves to the place that we were before, we can learn again. So we pick up our tools and we go back around the spiral and then we hit another stressor and we go back to some behaviors and eventually maybe we just only think about going back to behaviors and then eventually we don't even think about those behaviors, but we just keep going through the spiral, picking up tools, picking up experiences as we're going along. And I think of us right now in this sort of COVID spiral. know, <laughs> Who knows? We don't know what's going on, but it definitely is a lot of stress. And we're all making tools or getting tools for ourselves to work us out of this really heavy-duty time that we're in. And there's always going to be something. Maybe there's not going to be another virus next year. We don't know. But we will learn things now that will help us then, and we'll know how to do stuff that we didn't even think we knew how to do. So when I think about the spiral, it's different from the model, like you have an eating disorder, so you start to recover from the eating disorder, and then you sort of go back to old behaviors, There's a model that says, oh, you have to start all over. You went all the way down to the basement. You fell off the wagon. And now you have to start all over. But that's not true because everything that you just learned from your recovery will help you along now. So we don't ever just not lose those tools. They're always there. And we just learn how to keep working with ourselves as we go around and around the spiral. So I think that I've known my next guest, Maria, for a very long time. She was one of our first peer educators. And I really remember seeing her recovery process of her picking up tools and learning more and more how to get herself around her little spiral that she was in. And that continues to this day. With all the different experiences and challenges and stuff that you've had in your life, you've always just been very true to yourself and go back to consciously working on your recovery, on your little space in your life, whether it's taking care of your family or taking care of yourself or going to school or whatever you were doing, working, whatever it was, you were just still moving forward all the time. And I just really appreciate that about you. So I'm going to let you introduce yourself and tell us all what you're doing with your life right now.
1: My name is Maria, and I've been a part of Beyond Hunger. Actually, I was doing the math, and it's like 17 years
0: now. Oh, my
1: gosh. So that's pretty big.
0: I still think of you as 17.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know. I wish. Oh, my gosh. And I, when I think about the journey of recovery and what Beyond Hunger has meant in my life and how I went from a period of being completely lost and cut up in this eating disorder to a period of thinking I was recovering. Maybe I was, maybe I wasn't. And then finally feeling like I had recovered was pretty huge. And it was definitely, like the card says, not a linear process. It was all up and down. It was very confusing. And I think A big part of all those periods and that eating disorder was a lot of lack of control in my life for what I could do, what I wanted to do, or maybe what I was told to do, because I was still a minor living with my parents and they kind of guided me and wasn't always happy. For example, immigrating to another country when I was 12 years old was very much out of my hands. So I think that when you asked me about this podcast and I looked at all the body love cards, Spiral just like jumped right into my mind. I don't know why it was just like so immediate. I think I've learned how to be compassionate for myself. I think I've learned to feel my feelings. But nonetheless, this is not a perfect process. And I still have to remind myself that I don't want to go back to a dark place that I know what that felt like. And that was not a good feeling.
0: Right. I was just going to say, and you've done so much in 17 years. You've really done a lot when you think about everything that you've done since I first met you.
1: Working on myself, is just so constant. I can't quantify how much work this has taken. And right now that we're in this Crisis with COVID 19, I started to have thoughts that I hadn't had in so long because the stress is so much because I'm not able to have, quote unquote, my normal life where I move, where I go to work and I do things for me to not think about eating disorder behaviors. Yes. But a big difference now, like the card says, is that I don't think I'm going all the way back. I don't think I'm not recovered anymore because I have these thoughts. No, I do think I need to process them and analyze them to the best of my abilities mm-hmm. so that I know exactly what's going on, because it's not about food. It's not about no my weight or anything that for me, it's more about how little control I have again
0: in my life. That's right. None of us are in control of this. We live in California. We don't know if by August we're going to be able to go to a restaurant We know we can get takeout, but we don't know if we're going to be able to sit down in a restaurant. We don't know if we're going to be able to get our hair cut or go to the gym or or anything. And the reason why we don't know that is because we don't know what the virus is doing. We still don't have enough information on that, that we even know anything about it. We don't have a way to recover from it yet. And so I know that when I get in a place where I'm under stress and a lot of not knowing, and no control at all, I really want to look and see where I can get some control. And of course, I can control my weight. I can try to control what I spend. But there really isn't any control anyways. (laughs) So There
1: isn't, and there is so much fear. I think of myself as a young, healthy woman. But nonetheless, I'm not entirely invincible, and I am not... Completely strong to be able to process everything on my own. I still need help. I still see a therapist every time I start feeling like I'm back in the spiral
0: because Good.
1: it gets to a point where if I go back into the spiral too much and I don't check myself or I check myself with someone else, then I'm not using the tools that I've learned yeah. that have helped me in the past.
0: And going back to a therapist or going back to stopping and thinking and saying, okay, what are my tools? That is using the spiral. That is using what you've learned, how to move yourself around, because we are more hip to, we don't want to go back there. And once you become conscious, it's very hard to go unconscious. Even if you can do it for a little while, you can't do it for very long. So you know that you're getting unhappy, and you know that you're thinking thoughts that are not going to help you. And I think of myself, I get really worried and I think, oh, well I have all this time, I should be learning Russian. And then I think, well I don't even want to learn Russian. <laughs> you know, I, I just said that so I could control right? something.
1: <laughs> yeah, like I keep thinking to myself, I should be doing all of this. I should be reading books, I should be, mm-hmm. you know, learning how to cook, I should be like doing arts and crafts, and it's just like, no. The day is long enough as it is.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, and we can do those things, but we don't have to do them because we're not doing enough. We can do them because we want to, not because that's what we're supposed to do or that's what we should do. I think that if we just all get through the day without committing suicide or homicide, I think we're doing pretty good.
1: Yeah. And if we can just be kind to ourselves, I think that was one of the biggest lessons I've had to learn during my recovery is, and I'm not always 100% good at this, but I think being kind to myself is very important because I think the inner critic in all of us can be so damaging because we believe what we're telling ourselves.
0: That's right. That inner critic, which in a way is trying to help us. It's not doing a very good job, but it feels like it's trying to keep us from even worse trouble. But if we can remember, oh, that critic is scared. So I can talk myself through that and go, there's no reason to be scared. You've got this. It's going to be okay. No matter what happens, you're going to be with yourself. I love you. You have people around you. It's going to be okay.
1: Yeah. One thing that it was really funny that happened last weekend is I found myself eating my feelings for the first time in a long time. And as I was doing that, I was just so aware. I was like, I am totally eating my feelings right now. And I was like, but I'm going to continue eating my feelings right now because I'm not going to stop. That's right. But the next day I was just, yeah, I ate my feelings. I should probably be kind to myself and not judge
0: myself for eating my feelings. That's right. You know, and join the rest of the world. I mean, everybody is doing something over their feelings right now. Everybody's watching too much TV or spending too much money on Amazon or eating or making bread. I mean, everybody is doing something. We have to. It's okay. We're all getting through this.
1: Like the card says, it's not about going back to the beginning. For me, the whole point of my recovery is
0: I'm not perfect. I will not be perfect. Yeah.
1: And there will be moments where I have thoughts that are not so great or I do behaviors that are not so great. But if I can at least check in with myself and know that that wasn't a failure, then I'll pick up somewhere in the spiral. It doesn't necessarily mean I went all the way back.
0: No way. We don't ever go all the way back. I mean, you're never going to be that. What were you, 15? 15 years old? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're not going to be 15 years old. You've already had all these experiences that have taught you so much more than what you knew at 15. And one of them is this one you just said. I'm not going to be perfect. I'm never going to be perfect. Perfect is not a thing I can attain. Just even if you only got that, it would be wonderful. But you've gotten a lot more.
1: Yeah. It's been really surreal in a way for me how... Something like this pandemic has brought up a lot of the feelings of just I'm out of control. And that is just such a scary place for so many people. Like that's just, but I'm trying to do the best to realize that I'm not the only one not in control. Like you said, we're so not in
0: control right now. No, we're not. And we never are. That's the other thing that I think that we're all realizing is that we thought we were, but that was an illusion because we really never are. (laughs) <laughs> stuff can happen so fast, in a minute, and our life has changed. So we had an illusion or we thought we were in control, and now we really see that we're not. But we can stay on the spiral and go, oh, okay, how can I help myself through this? What, do I, what's a, what are my tools? What do I need to do? How can I support myself? And know that there's going to be another stress, We're just never not going to have it. That's just the way it is.
1: And I think the stressors, at least as I get older, the stressors are just a little bit more constant. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Having to pay bills and like having to have a job all the time, and not just feel sick like I did when I was a teenager, and stay home and
0: yeah, hide
1: from the world. And I think it's just very important to be authentic to myself. So funny. So I have a little tattoo on my left wrist. It's the Danita um, symbol. Oh yes. And every time I think in negative things about my body or whatever, I look at it and I just remind myself that tattoo hurt and I did it for a reason.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And it's
1: just such a good reminder. Like there is a reason why I'm here today and why things that have happened and the stressors are in my life are always going to take me back to an uncomfortable place. I have tools now. I have reminders. I have more than anything. I just feel like I have the fear
0: of ever going back to that place because it was dark. When we go through something like that, we really become better people for it because we've had to take ourselves through the dark night of the soul maybe many times. And we learn and we stay more on our own side and we become better people because we learn humility and we learn gratefulness for our lives. Yeah. And I
1: think we also, at least for me, I feel like I've become a better advocate for myself. Definitely. Something that I was always really frail to was comments that other people made about my body or whether good or bad, whether well-intentioned or not, like just how much they would impact me and how much I felt like I had to do something to to make those comments go away. And now it's more of setting boundaries, like No, you don't get to talk about my body. You don't get to make a comment
0: about my body. That's so great. That's so true, isn't it? Yes. And I don't do that to others. This is not the space that I'm in anymore. That's just not anything that I even put up with. I don't put up with myself and I don't put up with it with others. You know, if somebody starts to talk about somebody else, I just move away. Yeah. (laughs) You know, I just don't want to deal with it. So I think about you as you were that young girl in high school and trying so hard to be perfect if you think about that little young maria and you were able to go back to her somebody like her and say what you've learned to help her through this time what would that be do you think what would you say to her
1: i think i would say it's okay to not be in control and there is so much love and your life will go on. You will get to be what you want to be. You will get to grow up and accomplish things and have successes and have hard times. And that's not going to be guided by the shape of your body.
0: God, so true, huh?
1: Yeah, I I hardly ever think about that. But it's so true, thinking how much the the shape or the looks of your body will control the rest of your life. And it's so not a reality.
0: That's right. That this is a really good friend that we have here that's going to take us through our life. And we have to be nice to it. Yeah, I think so.
1: I like to run, except it for right now, with my foot not in action. But I like to run a lot. I and mean, when I get really tired, one thing that I always say to myself is, "Just come on, body! Like you're so strong. You gotta get me through the end." Oh. <laughs> and. <laughs> Yes. And it's just very inspirational at the moment, but it's just about getting through the run, right? Yeah. But then when I remind myself that I speak to my body that way, it's just, wow, I think of my body as something very powerful, something very strong, something that can get me through things. And that's not how I used to think of my body.
0: Yeah, I know. It used to be punishment instead of encouragement. Is there anything else that you want to say about the spiral or anything else you want to say about recovery or how to get through these times, knowing that we're just going to hopefully work with ourselves as we're doing it?
1: I think the one thing about the spiral that's very important is for me and that I've noticed as the years go by is that my body naturally changes. And so when those natural changes happen, sometimes I start to think to myself that I'm not taking care of it or that I'm doing the wrong things, quote unquote. And I think that part of the evolution of our bodies and our beings will sort of put us back in the spiral.
0: Yes, of course. Yes.
1: And that is natural. And I think for me now with the stressors of everything that's going on and seeing how that has affected me personally, I'm just thinking... Well, now my next challenge is to understand how to work with the spiral every time I get faced with a new stressor.
0: Yes, just work yourself through. Yes, exactly. Oh, here I am on this now. Like you were just saying, you know, you start to think I'm not in control, so let me control this. And then we realize that that's what we're doing and it's over and we're... Back to normal. Well, would you read the
1: last part of this uh, card? Today, when I feel I have failed or feel like I am not making any progress, I will remember the spiral and all of the circles of growth that I have as a foundation beneath me. I will take my own hand and walk myself along my path.
0: It's so great, (laughs) that idea. Or like if you walk a labyrinth, you just keep coming back to you. You just keep coming back to you. And that's all we can ask of ourselves.
1: We are enough, like absolutely enough.
0: Yes, we are more than enough. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> well, I so appreciate you for being on podcasts with me today. And I just wish you all the best in whatever you're doing right now and taking care of your grandpa and your foot that you hurt and all these things that you're doing, I really appreciate you taking time out and doing this podcast with me.
1: And I appreciate you inviting me, Laura Lee. There's always something new to learn when I'm around you and <laughs> this world of our recovery and our journeys, and I really appreciate it.
0: Oh, you're welcome. I'll see you soon. Thank you. Thank you for listening. And be sure and follow me on Patreon, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and it's not about Thanks.